Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages. It is your favorite podcaster, Mark Cotrera, with your favorite podcast, Making the Cut. Hey, welcome back, everybody. Thank you for all the listens. Hey, as always, you know where to find me. I'm going to be posting my links on my Facebook. Always, always going to be there. Also, you can go directly to your podcast areas, any podcast, but especially the Anchor app, anchor.fm. And even Spotify, especially Spotify. If you go to Spotify, you can follow me. It's going to let you know when my next episode is up there. Those of you who are subscribed to me, thank you. Big props, big thank yous. Thank you so much. Hey, I also wanted to say this. Those of you that are listening overseas and other countries, I appreciate that a lot too, man. Yes, I check my analytics. Yes, I see all of you. Big props to you. Big thanks to you in Italy and Spain and all the other countries that are, that are there. Hey, and big thanks for all of us in the States that are listening as well. So, hey. Hey, it's beginning to look a lot like Christmas. Hey, that's right. You know what I mean. Christmas for me, for those who are draft fans, that's right. You see it in the title. It's Mock Draft 3.0. My Mock Draft 3.0. Now, you know what I normally do on my mock drafts is that I go with teams being smart and taking with their best need i mean their the the uh their biggest need and the players that are available for those biggest needs and going down it going down the list but what i did this one on the mock draft 3.0 is that i went into it thinking you know what i want to go ahead and give one that's closer to what's going to be on draft night that's that's right it's only a couple weeks away at the end of the month big draft time i'm excited about it and I, I know normally I wouldn't do a, another one right afterwards, but look, the Saints kind of messed it up for me there. I did my mock draft 2.0, and the Saints came through. And it's like, hey, hey, Mark, you did that, so we're going to make a, a trade, and we're going to mess up the first round a little bit for you, so we're going to need you to go in there and change up your mock draft again, okay? So I'm obliging to them, taking their advice, and I'm doing another one, and I'm doing it differently. So I want you to pay attention on this one. I'm going to give you some stuff on there. And uh, I'm just going to give you my take on there. As always, look, man, if you if you disagree, if you like it, whatever it is, comment on my Facebook, instant message me, text me if you have my text. But I want to know what your, I want feedback on it. I want to know what you think on it as well. Anything it, it can change on it or, or places you do think people should go as well. But I also want you to listen to them while you're watching the draft or go back after watching the draft and listen to see how close I was. And this one's going to be one of the ones that's closest to uh, as long as there are no more trades, if there are more trades, I'm definitely going to have one or more uh, mock drafts coming up. So, uh, but go back and look and see how close I was, man. I tell you, I'm telling you, I know my stuff. I know my stuff. I've been pretty right. I, you know, was it two years ago? Uh, nobody had Clyde Edwards Elair going to Kansas City at the 32nd overall pick, except for me. And I got it. I called it. So, And there's many more I got there. I didn't even go down my quarterback analysis like I normally do, but I just wanted to do mock drafts. Uh, I have an opportunity to do analysis on the different positions, but I just figured, you know what, maybe after the draft I can do that, see if it's the best fit for those those players going to a different spot. So we'll go through that. But start, jumping off into this mock draft, the only change was that Philly and New Orleans – you know, they traded a couple of picks. So now Philadelphia doesn't have three picks in the first round. New Orleans has two picks in the first round. You do now have eight teams with multiple picks in the first round. And you still have eight teams with no picks in the first round. That is a first. It's going to be interesting. It's going to be fun. So, and I want you to notice something on here too. There's going to be some players that are falling that were high on, on draft boards at the beginning. Not just mine, but other ones as well. 
they're they're falling, they're tumbling quick. Some of them are rising. You'll notice some names on there that are a little bit different for you that you may never even heard of on there going in the first round, which that always happens as well. But you also know there's notice that there's more quarterbacks in this one. Like I said, I am going into it as if this is going to be what's going to happen in real life as opposed to what I think should happen. So, hey, just just pay attention. Just just follow me here, okay? All right, going up with the number one overall draft pick here, Jacksonville. Going out on a limb here. Yeah, right. The, their biggest need that they have listed is edge rusher. The biggest name on the draft boards right now is Aiden Hutchison, the edge rusher from Michigan. Let's just go ahead and say they're going to get it. Jacksonville is one of those teams that needs everything. They're going to get a guy there. They're going to come back later on and get other tools for, for Trevor Lawrence there. Moving on to the number two pick. Now, this one here is going to cause a domino effect. I told you there's going to be more, more quarterbacks. Detroit opting to stay with Jared Goff one more year just to be the, the gap in there, uh, the stop gap in there. But they're going to draft the quarterback out of Liberty, Malik Willis, also from Auburn as well. But, I, look, I don't have him high on my boards, but I'm going off of he's the highest ranked at this time. This is He's the biggest talk. And this is going to start of the quarterback dominoes falling. What happens there is when you have a team that drafts quarterback, especially when you have a draft like this, where there's a bunch of teams that are quarterback needy. Let's be honest, there's a bunch of them that are quarterback needy. There's more than a handful. Uh, the Saints is one of them, but they, they don't have any spots. So that you know, I gave a clue there that the Saints are not drafting a quarterback in this first round. Uh, what happens is there there tends to be this like freak out mode. So oh no, I gotta draft my quarterback. For, I gotta go reach overreach for a quarterback now. I can't go wait till the second round, hoping that my guy's gonna be there in the second round. So you're gonna see more quarterbacks. So your first quarterback off the off the list here, off the board is to Detroit at the number two overall pick, Malik Willis, quarterback from Liberty, formerly transferred away from Auburn, by the way. Moving on to the third pick, Houston, going with the best overall available player on the board right now because Houston needs everything. Yes, I said everything, so they can be understood. Going with Evan Neal, the offensive tackle from Bama. They're going to be sticking with Davis Mills, their quarterback. I don't blame them, did a really good job. Uh, he's one of the better quarterbacks in the league that nobody gets to talk about because of who he played with there. Moving on to the fourth fourth pick, the New York Jets. They're going with the offensive tackle, Akeem Ekwanu from North Carolina State. This is a big pickup for them. They need to be able to protect, and as you notice, I, I said this in my last draft, they need to protect their young quarterback in Zach Wilson. Injured part of the season last year because he needs to not get injured. He needs people blocking for him. So that's what they're going with here. Moving on to the fifth pick, the New York Giants, the G-Men up there in the Meadowlands. I don't know. Are they still in the Meadowlands? I don't know. Anyway, Trayvon Walker, edge rusher from Georgia. Yes, that's right. This is a guy that's been rising up the boards. He, was, he wasn't talked about before the, the combine, and now he's on up there, and he's skipping people like Kayvon Thibodeau. He's on up there on the boards. So going to, to the Giants at the fifth pick there. Moving on to the sixth pick, Carolina. Carolina decides that they're not going to stick with the Sam Darnold experiment. Going with Kenny Pickett from Pitt, the quarterback there from Pitt. Big pickup for them. That could mean some stuff, Saints fans. But anyway, like I said, the dominoes are falling. Moving on to number seven, the New York Giants. Yes, that's right, the Giants again, their second pick, almost back-to-back. They're going out on a limb here. They're going to pass on... Uh, they're going to pass on the offensive linemen that are there for them, offensive tackles that are there for them, and going with, let's just call it a saucy pick here. And they're going to get Sauce Gardner, the cornerback from Cincinnati. First corner off the board, they're going with him. This is the guy that's been getting all of the hype 
even with Derek Stingley out there, even with Andrew uh, Booth, even with some of these other guys, he has been getting all the hype. And look, when you look at it, look at his size. Not your prototypical back in the day, 5'10", 5'9", 5'11", cornerbacks. This is a guy that's 6'2", 6'3", can run, uh, can keep up with guys. Can, and look, he, he seems to be a lockdown guy. So going up there to the G-men, they need a splash. They need help all over the place. Moving on to the eighth pick, Atlanta. Now, what's really crazy about Atlanta here, the, the 28th of three Falcons, if it, those of you didn't know who I was talking about, um, except for Carlos. Atlanta, there hasn't been a lot of talk. They just traded away Matt Ryan, but for some reason, they don't have quarterback on their list. When I go down the list, the only thing I see is Felipe Lopez, and l- let me tell you, he's not going to be your franchise quarterback going there. But... I don't understand, but I can guarantee you this. They're going to make a reach on the quarterback there. They need somebody throwing the ball to if Calvin Ridley ever plays ball again. And Kyle Pitts, your number one pick from last year, your number four overall pick from last year, you need somebody throwing the ball. If not, he can't do it all himself. So they're going to go quarterback here, and they're going with the next available, top available quarterback that's listed on the boards, and that's Desmond Ritter, the quarterback from Cincinnati. Not a big name to a lot of people, but if you know college football, if you've been watching the draft, you know he's up there. He's listed as the third-ranked quarterback as of right now on most boards. Uh, not my pick. Carlos, not picking on you, saying that this is who you get. There's other guys I thought uh, they should go here, but this is the top of the list that's left over and available. So, Moving to the number nine spot, Seattle. Going with a quarterback as well. I told you the dominoes are going to be falling here. Going with a quarterback as well with Matt Corral, the quarterback from Ole Miss. That's I probably think he would have been a better fit. Uh, for Atlanta than Desmond Ritter, but hey, that's what they went for here, right? Because, um, and I think he's going to be a great fit for what they're doing up there in Seattle. Honestly, it's he's kind of a step away from Russell Wilson, kind of the same. I could run, I could throw the ball type guy. Let's see if it works out for them. Moving on to the tenth pick, the New York Jets picking again. This they're picking a guy that's fallen. They're like, hey, I know he's fallen, but like, you know, we could use him. So we're going to go ahead and get him. Kayvon Thibodeau, the edge rusher from Oregon, which at one point was talked about as a number one overall draft pick, draft prospect. Him and Stingley were up there. This is a guy that's fallen because of his talk of uh, about what how important football is to him, etc., how he takes off plays. Guys, this has been burying himself. I don't know if it's if it's smart PR from his agent so he can try to fall go to a team that's better and could win championships. I don't know. But he's been hurting himself with the money, that's for sure. But he's still going to stay in the top 10 and go at number 10 here. Number 11, the Washington Commanders, or whatever name that's politically correct to call them nowadays. It's going with the first receiver off the board, and the top-rated receiver in, in a lot of the mock drafts and a lot of the boards is Garrett Wilson from Ohio State. So they're going with the first receiver off the board. That's the top need, uh, and, and he's there for them. Moving on to number 12, the Minnesota Vikings. Now, many mocks have had the Vikings take Derek Stingley here, but their number one need is safety. And if this guy is still on the board, which he is on my board here, Kyle Hamilton, the safety from Notre Dame, there's your pickup right there. Fits their number one need that they have listed on every board. Kyle Hamilton. So Derek Stingley continues to fall. Could be bad for him, could be good for him. Right? Moving on to the 13th pick, Houston. Again, they need everything. They need everything. I think they're pretty much locked down with quarterback, but they need everything else. 
Houston going with the edge rusher from Florida State, Jermaine Johnson. This is another guy that's flown up the boards. He's kind of flown under the radar. Still, not a lot of people are talking about him, but he's on all the boards as the fourth-rated uh, edge rusher there. And some of them actually have him as the third. Uh, and some of them actually have Kayvon Thibodeau as a fifth, which is that just tells you a lot. Moving on to the 14th pick, Baltimore. Baltimore, the defensive giant that they always are, going with Derek Stingley from LSU, the cornerback. You know he wasn't going to fall too far, and this is going to be the perfect place for him to fall. What an amazing place for Derek Stingley to fall. Now, he may be missing out on some money there, but, man, if he can stay healthy and he goes to this team here, this is he's set up to be a Hall of Famer right there. Let, let's, let's just be honest. Perennial All-Pro, Pro Bowler, it's there. I'm not just hyping him up because it's LSU, but let's be honest. You got a, a once-in-a-generation corner there that we saw in 2019, and he's going to a defense that's set up to help him succeed. That's huge. That's like you know, quarterback going to the team that, that is already set up to win. That's huge. That's huge for this cat. Moving on to the 15th pick, Philadelphia. They're going with, with, with receiver here. The top-rated receiver left on the board right now is Drake London, which this guy has been skyrocketing up the boards. And I'm guessing it's because of his size. I've been trying to figure it out myself because this is a guy that not too long ago was a third-round grade. But he's up there in the first round, and he is the second-rated receiver on almost all the boards now, which I don't understand. But because he's ranked the highest available right now, Philadelphia is going to snatch him up. And it could be huge because you already got Jalen Rigger, who is your, supposed to be your burner. You also got Devontae Smith, who is your procession receiver, who can get and do everything. You're, you know, kind of your Swiss Army knife. And then you get a big old guy like this that could actually, actually be a possession receiver, a third down receiver, third down threat, red zone threat as well, because it's like 6'4", 6'5", uh, 220 pounds, and, and, and really can move. He's got some good speed on him too. So uh, as long as he could run routes, I didn't get to watch too much USC football to, to tell you, but I could tell you there's – there's got to be some reason why this guy keeps skyrocketing up the boards here. Moving on to number 16, the New Orleans Saints. Where are they going to go here? I already told you they're not taking quarterback, okay? But the, this spot is a, is a, is a need. There, there are some big needs. They have receiver this need, tight end is need. Running back may be a need because Alvin Kamara and his legal issues and suspension issues that are going to be coming at some point. But one of the big losses that we got this offseason was losing to Rod Armstead to the Miami Dolphins in free agency. Now, granted, Armstead hasn't played a full season the whole time he's been a Saint. But when he's in, he is the number one left tackle in all of all of pro football, all of the NFL. So right now, you got to go with the top available offensive tackle who's on the board, and that's Charles Cross, the offensive tackle from Mississippi State. This is a good, smart pickup for them, uh, opportunity to put him in there. If he can't take left tackle right there, you got Ramchek who could who played left tackle uh, in college and put Cross at right tackle. It's a perfect fit. It's what you need right now to continuously to continue continue building on on this team. Uh, you got to hit the spots that are a, a need, and then you also got to hit the other areas too to see if you can grow. You got a new coaching staff there. Honestly, it's really a new coaching staff. They showed you a lot of the philosophies are different than what Sean Payton was there. So, but they got to sure up that offensive line. Moving on to the 17th pick, the Los Angeles Chargers are taking the offensive tackle as well. Trevor Penning from Northern Iowa. This is a nasty, mean guy. This might be what they needed, and this is a sick team with the moves that they made in the offseason and free agency. Man, that, that's it's huge. 
and you add this guy there protecting uh the quarterback there, that's going to be pretty huge for them, too. They they needed to get guys like this way back when Phillip Rivers was there. So this is much needed for them. This is probably about 15 years late. But, hey, better late than never, right? Moving on to the number 18 pick. The Philadelphia Eagles are picking again. And this time they're going with the top uh, available cornerback in the, in the draft on the boards. is Andrew Booth Jr. from Clemson. This is going to be a good, strong pickup for them. Uh, he's not Stingley. He's not Sauce Gardner, but he is. He is a playmaker, and he could be a difference maker in that defense there. They needed help at corner for a long time. Uh, since before uh, the Super Bowl year, and even after the Super Bowl year, they needed cornerback help. And so they've, they're finally picking it up. Number 19, the New Orleans Saints pick again. They're on the clock here. Well, you think that their biggest need is receiver. They're going receiver here. They're going with Jameis, Jameson Wilson, Williams. Good Lord, I almost said Jameis Winston. Jameson Williams, the, the the speedster from Alabama, receiver from Alabama. Big pickup for them. They got their guy that could stretch the field finally, if, especially if you got Michael Thomas coming back and playing Michael Thomas football, not Antonio Brown football. Uh, then, then this could be what you needed to be able to stretch the field. You got a quarterback who can throw the ball down the field. Hopefully he can make it to Williams and not the other team, but you know what it is. So moving on to the next pick. At number 20, the Pittsburgh Steelers. Many needs. Many people think they might take quarterback, but I think they got the quarterback of who they wanted there um, in the trade that they got. And uh, our actually, trade or, or free agency, I can't remember, but Mitchell Trubisky is there. Uh, so they think that they can move on, move forward with him. He's definitely better than Mason Rudolph. They may take a quarterback later on somewhere in the draft because of the situation with uh, Dwayne Haskins passing away uh, yesterday being struck by a car, right? <clears throat> but here, they're taking a monster. They're taking a monster. They're taking Jordan Davis, the defensive tackle from Georgia. This big mammoth of a man is going to be wreaking havoc there. You put him next to Watt as well and the other defensive pieces there. I think Mika Fitzpatrick is still there. This is going to be a sick defense if they pick up uh, Jordan Davis here. Moving on to the 21st pick, the New England Patriots are picking up the best corner that is available on the boards. And you know how uh, Bill Belichick does with corners, man. He gets guys and just puts them in and plugs them in play. And they're perennial all-pros and talking about their number one corner in the league, Stephon Gilmore, etc. Uh, so taking Trent McDuffie from Washington. That's right, the cornerback from Washington. Not a big name on many boards, but let me tell you, this guy could play too. And going into a fit that's going to be perfect for him is going to be great. Moving on to the 22nd pick, the Green Bay Packers. Are they going to get a receiver to replace Devontae Adams? Ha-ha, <laughs> not now. Ha-ha. <laughs> nope, that's right. They're going with edge rusher, which is a big need for them, too. They're going with the edge rusher from Purdue, George Stephanopoulos. I'm just I'm just joking. If any of y'all know who George Stephanopoulos is, talk to me later on. It's hilarious. Anyway, George Kara. I'm sorry. I messed that up, too, because I was saying Stephanopoulos. George Carla Fitz. When you you just need to read the name and you understand what I'm saying. Why I messed it up. So anyway, moving on to 23, the Arizona Cardinals. No longer have Christian Kirk. Still have the head coach and Kif, Cliff Kingsbury. I always mess that dude's name up. I can't say it's like a big tongue twister. I can't understand it. But going with receiver again because that's what he does. Going with Jaha Dotson, the receiver from Penn State. This is a big pickup for them. Uh, I think he's going to be a better player for them than uh, Christian Kirk was. 
It's going to be a big need for them this year now that Kirk is gone. Uh, A.J. Green is 147,000 years old. Uh, and you have D-Hop, D who is uh, only about two years younger. So you need a guy that can go in there. This is the pick. This is one of their biggest needs anyway. So you can see him taking it, especially with who their head coach is. Moving on to the 24th pick, Dallas. They have quite a few needs as well. Dallas going with the with the defensive tackle from Georgia, the other defensive tackle from Georgia, and Devontae Wyatt. Let's see if all of these guys on that Georgia defense can translate it to the NFL and to other teams and not playing together all the time. But this is a big pickup for them if it works out. They, they've needed defensive line help for a while. They need edge here, but this is the best available player defensively on the defensive line. Uh, defensive line, they need help all the way around. Moving to the 25th pick, Buffalo. Their two biggest needs are cornerback and receiver. They're going receiver here because it's top on the board. And Colin, I'm sorry, but they're going with Chris Olave, the receiver from Ohio State. Colin really wants the Saints to draft Chris Olave, but you got Jamison Williams, so you know you got a burner there. Moving on to the 26th pick, Tennessee is going with the first linebacker off the board, and the only linebacker in the first round, unless you're not counting edge rushers, okay? With Devin Lloyd, the linebacker from Utah. Big pickup for them. They need it. They need a lot. Uh, I say they need a lot. They need a lot on the offensive line. They need another receiver as well uh, since Julio Jones is no longer on the team. Uh, but Devin Lloyd from Utah, big pickup for them. A big need for them. Moving on to the 27th pick, Tampa Bay. Not a whole lot of needs that they have And when you begin to think about it. Uh, they already have their quarterback in the future going in with Kyle Trask after Tom Brady. They still have every receiver on demand uh, that uh, Jameis Winston still couldn't win with. Uh, great tight ends. Hall of Famer in uh, tight end again is, is Gronk. Maybe they go tight end here, right? No, no, they're not going tight end. reason why they're not going tight end, the best-ranked tight end is probably going to be the third round in this draft. There's, there's no big guys out there. They're going to shore up the offensive line, which is a big need that they have on the interior offensive line. They're going Zion Johnson from Boston College. Moving on to 28, Green Bay. Did we pick a receiver now? No. I'm just playing. Green Bay finally takes a receiver here in the first round. They have to have – Green Bay fans, you know this is kind of crazy. They have to have two first-round draft picks for them to finally draft a, quarter, a receiver uh, in the first round. They're going with a, the receiver that are, was really at the beginning of it was top on the boards for me because I saw what he could do. He's a Debo, Debo Samuel type receiver out of Arkansas, Traylon Burks. I think this guy's going to be huge. And he's going to be huge there. Uh, could step into that position where, because he's used to playing at Arkansas, he's used to being the only person that gets the ball. So <laughs> going to Green Bay, you know, uh, I was fixing it to say Tom, but Aaron Rodgers, he's still going to find one guy and he's going to throw it to him over and over and over and over, right? So here's a guy, Traylon Burks. He's used to it. Moving on to Kansas City at the 29th pick. They're going with cornerback, one of their biggest needs. Kair Elam the, from Florida, the cornerback from Florida. Big pickup for them, big need for them. This is a guy that can come in and play. He's got to get rid of some of the rawness that he has, uh, but he is he is big, a big pickup for them. I don't mean big like a big cornerback like like Sauce Gardner, but he's he's a big pickup for them, especially on big on the need there. One of the biggest ones needs that they have as well is safety, uh, but your top available safety was gone earlier to Minnesota, so they're not going to go there. Cincinnati. I'm sorry, before we get to Cincinnati, I almost forgot. I almost threw myself off. The 30th pick, that's right, Kansas City had a 29th pick and back-to-back going to, to them 
at the 30th pick. Kansas City picks here. They're going with the edge rusher. Boy Mafe. Yes, B-O-Y-E. His first name. Last name M-A-F-E. From Minnesota. Edge rusher there. This guy uh, is a little bit unheard of, but I, you know, if you've listened, if you paid attention at all, edge rusher is big in this draft. And this guy's one of the bigger names there, especially later on down the board. Moving on to Cincinnati at 31. They're going with another receiver. I'm just playing. They're not taking a receiver. They're taking – they need offensive line help. Y'all know it. Y'all know it. You know it. You know it. They need offensive line help and cornerback help. And, unfortunately, they signed Eli Apple for some stupid reason. But they need offensive line help. Even though they made some moves uh, to bring in some guys, they're going here. They're getting an interior offensive lineman from Iowa and Tyler Linderbaum. Now, if you watched any of the playoff games, especially the Tennessee game, their interior offensive line just got out the way. I I don't want to even say they folded. They just got out the way completely. So they need a guy that could stand up there. This guy was rated really high uh, before uh, everything started changing. This is a guy I think is going to surprise everybody. He's going to be a pro bowler. Uh, which is, you don't even really need a pro bowler there in Cincinnati for your offensive line. You just need somebody to stand in the way and give Burrow a few moments to throw the ball, right, to find those receivers. Moving on to the 32nd pick, Detroit. Detroit taking a flyer here. Uh, I didn't do that on purpose because that's Philadelphia for liars, Detroit Red Wings. But I, I didn't do that on purpose. Detroit going taking a flyer here, going on a guy that's going to be a little bit of a risk because of the injury that he had uh, in practice uh, or was it at the beginning of the combine? I can't remember. But going with David Ajabo, the edge rusher from Michigan, he's still high on a lot of the boards. And uh, I think I think they see a guy that they can use there. They believe he can rehab him. Look at the, the coaching staff they have there. This is a guy that they want. Uh, they could have gone safety here, going with Daxton Hill. But I, I don't think I don't think Daxton Hill was a sexy pick for them. I think David Ajabo was, even though he's coming off an injury. Uh, they And he might not be ready right off the bat. But this is your second pick. You got the guy that you wanted uh, at quarterback in the first round uh, at the number two overall pick. So this is where they're going. And plus, look, let's just be honest. It's still Detroit. They're going to make moves that don't make any sense to you. But so, And they still need help everywhere. They, they unloaded everything off that team last year and started rebuilding from the floor up, from the roots up. And so you got a team that's going to get people all over the place. And David Ajabo, overshadowed by Aiden Hutchison, but a baller a defensive end edge rusher there. Uh, if Aiden Hutchinson wasn't there, he would have been he would have been probably number two, number three uh, on the edge rusher so, uh, boards. So look out for him. Hey, that's my mock draft 3.0. Let me know what you think. And also, like I said, man, look, while you're watching the draft, especially the first round, which is going to be on the Thursday night, the last week of April this year, uh, going to be on the Thursday night, go listen to this one and maybe the next one right before. Again, to see how close I was. Because I'm telling you, man, I just got a feeling. I'm telling you, I'm not wrong too often. Trust me on that. Especially when I'm picking knowing how these teams draft on a regular basis. I know there's some new coaches. I know there's some new philosophies. But I'm telling you the tendencies of these teams. Just watch what's going to happen. So, anyway, again, this is your boy, Mark Atreira, with your favorite podcast, Make It A Cut. See you next time.